And so uh, I think we've already said that in many ways. In fact, um, Kelson opened the service with John 3, 16, 17. Kelly shared it out of worship, and Dan shared it for the offering. So everybody say this, God wants me to know that I am loved. <laughs> yeah, let's say this together. The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Turn to somebody and say, God loves you. God loves you. We talked about how God would, uh, first we talked about how God would always be with us. Uh, Emmanuel, that was, that was the name that God uh, prophesied through Isaiah, that, that Jesus would be called Emmanuel. And then, uh, of course, he gave him the name Jesus, which means salvation or saved. So uh, there's nothing today that can hinder us from what God has. Although I think the world, as it's growing darker and darker and dark, darker, is becoming a place where the enemy is more and more wooing people, and he's doing it through a false love. Everybody say false love. And, you know, God, God is love. That says, that's what it says in John, uh, 1 John 4, 8 through 11. I want us to look at that scripture because uh, John had a real revelation uh, of the love of God, even in the book of John and in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Uh, he talks about beloved that we are his beloved, that he loves us. And uh, it says, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Everybody say that. God is love. And, and he, isn't, he doesn't ever change. He's always love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. And then verse 10, in this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. And then the last word, beloved. Everybody say beloved. <laughs> beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. If you look at the old covenant, um, we have the Ten Commandments. Jesus summarized them into just these in the new covenant. Uh, love God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your might, with all your soul, with everything in you, love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And uh, in John 13, just before Jesus went to heaven, he said, we have to love one another. Everybody say, love one another. But there was a reason for that. If you could put that scripture up, it's because what the world needs is love. Would you say that? The world needs love. Uh, and we're going to talk about this today because as I was preparing this message, I thought, you know, the root of everything with God is love. It's love. Uh, you know, we're to walk in love. All, all the scripture is about love. God is love. And uh, this, is, this is what it says. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Well, we know we have the Ten Commandments. We know that in the scriptures already, it's been said that we're to love God, love ourselves, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. But right there in John 13, this is right before Jesus is ready to step on that cross. These are the last 13, 14, 15, 16 of John are all the story of just before Christ went to Calvary. And so this, a new commandment, everybody say a new commandment. This the new commandment. Why? Because by this kind of love, verse 35, it goes on and says, by this, all will know that you are my disciples. If, everybody say if, if you have love one for another. 
And uh, as I was thinking about where we're at today in the world, if you'll turn to Romans chapter 8, the world is searching for answers. But but the way they're searching for that, they're looking for love. You know, my husband shared a couple of Wednesday nights ago that everybody has two basic needs, one to be loved and the other to give love. Well, why are we like that? Well, because God created us. And even before we know Jesus, we, we are looking for love. We're looking for acceptance. We're looking for someone and, and people who will love us unconditionally. Everybody say unconditionally. <laughs> but that kind of love only comes from God. So when you're an unbeliever, you're never going to find that love because an unbeliever doesn't have perfected love. But it says, this is what it, we were in. We were actually in Romans 8 last week when we ended, and I want to go back to where it says, uh, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? It goes on to say, if he gave up his own son uh, to death for us, then why would he not freely give us all things? Then it says in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The only way to be a conqueror is to know you're loved. The only way to be a conqueror is to love others. You know, I believe in the body of Christ Uh, Over time, I believe people gain an assurance that God loves them. But the other side of that is us loving others. And how many of you know it's not always easy to love unlovely people? And the the darker it gets, the more unlovely people are going to get. I was leaving the church yesterday. And uh, when you come up here to 26, because of the house and there's bushes, uh, you have and, and then the people at the laundromat park so you can't see out onto the street. So you kind of have to pull up pretty close. And so I was just rolling to a coast. I mean, I was coasting up to that stop. And all of a sudden, I was looking this way to see if the light was turning because you got to coordinate between that light down there and the light down here. And it's kind of tricky. And so I, I was looking, and just like that, this black thing flew by me. A guy in, a, in an old black pickup truck had cut across my lane. You know, they come flying across there, and they cut the corner too short, and he's in my lane. And I I said, oh, you almost hit me. I mean, I said that out loud because I just caught it because I was looking that way as I turned back around. Well, he went flying down the street. Then he put it in reverse, and as fast as he could, he backed up toward me. Now, I could have stood there and tried to explain to him why he was wrong. He was in my lane, but... I believe the wisdom of God said, turn right and go, which I did. (laughs) Uh, My husband always says, don't look, just turn your head and, you know, don't give eye contact to the enemy. Uh, And, 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 you know, so evil, everybody say evil. Evil is in the world. And and so, you know, I, I wanted so bad to tell him, hey, you were in my lane, I wasn't in yours, but... How many of you know that's just us? We, we want to say, but I felt like just pray for him because the man is in really big trouble. It was a man. I mean, I caught a glimpse of that man. I mean, that guy floored that thing backward, and he was so angry. He was blasting backward toward me. I thought he's going to end up in 26 going backward. Uh, you know, I don't know what state he was in, but people are angry. 
people are are getting uh, more upset about minor things. And so we, as the body of Christ, have to begin to walk in a love that does not consider right or wrong, but we consider the truth of the word of God, which says, you know, because God loves me, yet I'm a conqueror because of the love of God. But I have to overcome in situations where maybe you'd like to say something. How, how many of you have had a situation where you'd like to say something, but God says, just walk in love. Everybody say, walk in love. We don't know. I don't believe fully what that will cause, but I believe that um, it was a good thing I turned my car and went the other direction. This is what it says in verse 38. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor anything present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We're trained, I think, as young people that um, you know, performance is it, when we do well, we're loved. If we don't do well, we're not loved. Uh, I think it's just a, a, a natural thing in us. We want people's approval. Uh, Joyce Meyer calls it a, approval addiction. It, it's a horrible thing to have because you never really fully love the way God wants you to love. You're loving to be accepted. We don't love to be accepted. We love because we're loved. We don't have to love to be accepted. We're already accepted in the in the beloved of God. And so our love is a, a perfect love. Everybody say a perfect love. And uh, in John, First uh, John 4, I want us to look at, uh, if you would up there, put it on uh, verse 17 through 19. Um, years ago when I was a single mom, and most of you have heard this testimony in here, but um, God told me he was going to fill me so full of his love that I would never again be fearful. Now, you know, when you live in an angry world, uh, even for a moment yesterday, when, that, when I looked up and saw that guy coming backward fast at me, you know, it's kind of like fear tries to get a hold of your heart because you know that he's not coming to tell me how blessed he was that, that I was where I was. <laughs> he was. He was coming to tell me a lot of other things, I'm sure, if he could have got to me. But it says love has been perfected among us. This is the kind of love that God has. This is the kind of love that he's put in us because the Bible says in Romans 5, he's put his love in us. It's, his love has been shed abroad in our hearts. So love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness. Everybody say boldness. In the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. And then it goes on and it talks about perfect love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Now, you know, that doesn't mean we won't feel fear. Fear is a, a fear is actually a good thing in some situation because it's a warning for us not to do something that we shouldn't do. So to feel fear doesn't mean you're a fearful person. But when you're captivated by fear, where you become paralyzed, where you can't do what God wants you to do because you're fearful. You can't say what you want to say because you're fear of somebody rejecting you or not wanting to be a part of your life. Maybe uh, you've been left by somebody. And so the fear of that emotion, you know, begins to take control of your life to the point where you won't be who God called you to be. Therefore, the love of God then becomes choked on the inside of you to where nobody sees it because fear, perfect love, cast out all fear, but if you're not walking in love, then fear takes dominion, and fear brings torment. 
How many of you have ever been in a situation where you've been tormented by fear? You know, a bad report from the doctor. Uh, you know, sometimes people go for tests and, and they'll tell them, you know, we think it could be this. Uh, and that, but you have to wait three weeks till we figure it out. And, and what does the enemy immediately do? He tries to bring fear to torment. And so perfect love, it says, cast out all fear. You know, when you think about that God will always love me, that means I will always be able to walk with love and no fear. Isn't that a good, I mean, that's a good thing to think about. But I know in my life there are opportunities where I feel fear and I don't always apply love to that situation, and therefore fear gets a hold of my mind. And I know the things I've done. How many of you know the things you've done? (laughs) And sometimes those things you've done, the enemy comes and he accuses us of those things, and then we begin to walk in that. When when the John 3.16, when it says, God so loved the world, that has not changed. God loves the world. He loves us, but he loves the world. And so he sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And so, uh, you know, Jesus said in John 14 when, when Philip said, well, they were talking about the father. You know, we sang that song this morning. He's a good, good father. Well, he said, if you've seen me, Philip, you've seen the father. Well, when we see Jesus, then we see an example of who the Father is. Did Jesus ever go up to somebody and say, be thou sick because you've been bad? Do you ever read that in Scripture? No, because that's not who the Father is. So when you hear somebody say, well, you know, God let that happen to them because they did something they shouldn't have done. Love doesn't do that. You know, uh, you may be disappointed in something your children do if you're a parent here. But you don't make them sick to punish them. I mean, you don't, you don't say, okay, thus have the measles for two weeks because you did this wrong. I mean, we don't make people sick because they disappoint us. We, we want to help them so that they don't make that mistake again. You know, God's discipline and his correction is not to hurt us. That's to help us. Discipline is not hurting somebody. Discipline is for somebody. I remember Janet Lay one time when I was talking to her, and it was a situation I felt I was going to have to bring correction to a situation. She said, oh, you're not hurting them. You're, you're not against them. You are for them. What you're doing is for them, not against them. So that's discipline. But sickness and disease, calamities, those kind of things. A God who loves us never, everybody say never, never would do that to us and there are many people today who don't know the love of God because they think God took their loved ones I'll never forget when we were first pastoring this church there was a a fire down somewhere between here and Indianapolis and it said something about well you know uh, God just took those children because he needed angels you know what a horrible horrible picture of love that is not love that, that's evil. The devil comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. That's destruction. And so many people in the earth today, you know, they call it, uh, well, you know, you never know what God's going to do. Well, then read the Bible, and you'll know what God is going to do. We have, a, we have a great deception out there 
in the world today that's keeping people from the love of God. And in the church, we have a deception because it's been taught in churches that God just takes people whenever he gets ready to take them because he might need them for something. Everybody say, that is a lie. See, the love of God doesn't do that. When you don't know who God is and you don't let the love of God get on the inside of you and let it rise up, you'll begin to think like the world thinks. And this is the word God gave me today for, for, this, uh, for ministry for this, is vulnerability. Everybody say vulnerability. See, if love is the answer, if you look at the world today and you look at people and what they're doing, um, they're looking for love. And for some reason, God gave me this old song. I thought the Beatles did it. My husband says, no, honey, it's not the Beatles. If you ever want to know who wrote a song or sang it that's older, just ask Pastor Bill. He knows all about it. And because uh, he just, you know, I was entertained by Elvis all the way to the wedding and back last night because on Elvis' channel, of course, he's singing Christmas. So, Pastor Bill, huh? I know, I got it made. I want him to sing this one on Christmas Eve, but he won't do it. It's a very pretty one, but I can't get him to do it. But, uh, you know, when love, love, love presents itself in a lot of ways. And when people are hurting for love, see, we've, we've removed God as much as possible in our nation from everything, from schools, from school children. You know, what do they have now that they can believe in? Uh, unless they're in a Christian environment, you know, uh, going to believe in your teacher I mean, you don't even know who your teacher is. You're going to believe in the bus driver. See, you've got to have that stability. Everybody say stability. That God loves me. He'll take care of me. Even if, even if your parents aren't doing what they need to do. God loves me. Well, so everybody's looking for this love. But when you try to remove God, God is love. So where's this love going to come from? Well, the song that popped in my mind was Love Potion Number 9. So here it is. Listen to the words. Look at the words. It, it's exactly where the world is today. I, I just was amazed when I looked it up. Madam Ruth, she's going to help him. The gypsy. Yeah. Now listen to this. That's the devil right there. Oh, not him. Okay, now that's just where the world is. You can say, everybody say, that's where the world is. I've had this since 1946 or whatever he says. Well, there's love potions all over the place. And what it's done, it's given people a freedom to get into the world of the enemy. Talk about going down to see Ruth. 
or whoever she was, the gypsy with the, Madam Ruth, yes, Joe knows that song. <laughs> with a gold cap tooth, with a gold cap tooth, there's a sure sign. And so, you know, it, it, going down there for the love potion, you know, there's all kinds of love potions out there because everybody now is looking for God. They're looking for him. They're looking for love. And everywhere they go, love is being pulled away from them. See, that's the deception. Everybody say the deception. So, so all the promises of God, uh, they come, says faith works by love. And so when you take God out of the equation, what you've done is taken out the answer for the world, which is the love of God. There is no other love. Uh, you, you know, um, I was talking, and I run into young people, and I talk with them, and, and all the partying. Now, I didn't go to college, and I never drank. I smoked myself almost into oblivion, but I did not drink. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know why. I thank God that I didn't ever drink because there's a lot of alcoholism in my family. I don't, I, I believe alcoholism is a demonic spirit that gets on people. But I also believe there are weaknesses in people's personalities that that will attach to. And in my family, there's a lot of it. I never, I never drank. Tried wine once, like to blew my head off. I couldn't even think. And that was the end of it for me. So, you know, I, I haven't experienced that. But, you know, it, alcohol is one of the things that's like a love potion. You know, it, I'll just drink and it'll make me feel better. Well, what is feel better? To feel loved. What does that mean? To feel accepted. To feel like I'm okay. I'll just, I'll just drink this. Well, the enemy, it says in First Peter chapter 5, that he is our adversary. And he goes about as a roaring lion. Lion seeking whom he may devour. The reason he goes around like that and the reason he can get that foothold, especially in young people, is they need to know they're okay. And I just believe God has been showing me this. When they get out of their home and they get out into the world, then the covering that they're used to being under is gone. I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter if you've been in Christian school, public school, it doesn't matter. When you get on your own, you're on your own. Because the enemy has a place and he can come. I'm sure that, you know, Kelsey and I have heard your testimony. The enemy, no matter how wonderful your parents were, things that they'd done, things imparted to you. See, here comes love potion. Whatever that is in your life that that love potion can come for, it's going to come for you. It's going to come for you. It's going to come for you as a believer. And unless the love of God has been perfected in you, what does that mean, perfected? Because you already haven't. It means that you have begun to really believe it and walk in it. I don't know how it works, but I know that year that God healed my life, somehow love got the upper hand in my life and fear was stopped. And even to this day, that's how when things happen, to me and situations happen that I don't know how to take care of and you know people come up and they'll say boy you are really strong no I'm not strong in my flesh but inside me there's a love that is strong that nobody can take and so that love I know that is the foundation that keeps me and it will keep you it will keep your children that's why the enemy is so after young children today and that's why there's no talk of God in the schools because the devil knows if he can take love away from children, a love that will keep them when they're not with you, but when they're by themselves, when they grow up and they go to college or they go off to, to a job, they have to know that love because that's the foundation. 
Everybody say, God is love. And if, it, you know, they can know Jesus, but has that love been perfected in them? Do they really know in their heart? That's something that only God can do. And when we begin to ask him, he will begin to do that. You know, um, in, in Ephesians, you know, the church of Ephesus, um, they were held accountable in Romans or in Revelations chapter 2. God said, you've left your first love. Everybody say first love. Doesn't mean you can't love other things. But see, in 2 Timothy, it says that in the last days, people will be lovers of self more than lovers of God. So what happens? All of their protection is gone. Everything that holds them is gone. It's like somebody just took the anchor and they set sail off into whatever they set sail, into some love potion that the devils come up with for their life. So in Ephesians, it says we're supposed to be imitators of God. So we walk in love. And, uh, you know, I I know God loves this church. He loves all of you. Um, And this is love. This is what it says in, in Ephesians. This is where God, he had me pray this over my life every day. Some of you have heard me say it. I know over time people say, oh, that she's always going to give us that scripture. Well, it works. Everybody say it works. I mean, I'm not going to give you something that I don't know works. You know, uh, it says if it doesn't work in your life, don't export it. You know, uh, don't give it to somebody else. But it says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. Everybody say the Father. This is the good, good Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the family in heaven and earth is named. That's everybody. That he would grant, and this is my Bible, it's all scratched up, that he would grant me according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner man, that Christ would dwell in my heart through faith, and that I, being rooted and grounded in love, would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that I may be filled with all the fullness. Everybody say fullness. It says about Jesus that he was the fullness of God. You received the Holy Spirit. You didn't get his left arm or his leg. You got the whole Holy Spirit, which is just like what Jesus had. He was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in the flesh. We have the Holy Spirit in us so that we can walk just like Jesus walked. But it goes on and says, Now to him, Jesus, who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power, they say the Holy Spirit, that works in us. See, this love can be developed by what's in us through the love of the Holy Spirit. We can learn to know the love of God in a way that will keep us from all harm. It'll also help us to deal with, with other people. And uh, the more, the older I get, I guess, because the world is getting darker and darker, the more I see uh, uh, the missing ingredient. And the missing ingredient is uh, we will love you no matter what. We had a situation here in the church this week, and we had a situation with benevolence, and um, this person really wasn't doing what they should do. Um, but you know, I have learned from my husband, just, you know, it says a soft answer turns away wrath. And uh, so uh, Brad was with the gentleman, and I went in, and uh, I began to pray with him or just talk to him. And uh, I just felt like he, he was upset about something. I said, well, you know, we make mistakes, too. I mean, we love God, but we make mistakes, and we all have to walk in forgiveness here. And I shared some stuff. He goes, oh, I can do that. I can do that. A minute before that, he was just irate. 
But now he's going to be able to do it. Why? Because the love of God brings into a situation peace where there is no peace. It brings acceptance where really people just feel like nobody cares about them. And so when you get in that state, why do they feel that way? Because love has been pulled out of the world. When Jesus came, love came. Truly, love was born. What does that mean? Love came into the world through the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit in you, we can walk in love. Amen? You know, this uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, we had a volunteer banquet. And, uh, and I ordered these red Christmas balls. And somehow it got mixed up with the company. And, and uh, I wanted Jesus is the answer on it. But they didn't come that way. But um, I told the Lord, well, I'd just like to give that to everybody in the church. And, uh, but I knew, you know, how many of you know, last minute you can't order things engraved at Christmas. Don't try that. It doesn't work. They, no matter, you know, what, they can't do it like Speedy Gonzalez, you know. And sometimes my ideas flip into my brain a little late. And so uh, I thought, well, it's too late. And, and then we called. Well, then by the time you have it shipped, they charge you, uh, you know, more than what the product is to get it shipped to you. And then there's really no guarantee. Anyway, so I was in my office, and I went over into the into where uh, Megan is, I saw all these boxes. And uh, I thought, I said, where do these boxes come from? Oh, they said, that's, that's those red Christmas balls that they did wrong. They sent you 125 of them with Jesus as the answer. So today, all of you get a red ball. Now, one per family, because I've got to go clear through the next service. But... I was so blessed because God knew that I love you and I wanted you to have one of those red balls. The people who came to the volunteer bank could have one and and some other volunteers. But I wanted everybody to have a red ball for Christmas for your tree. And it has our logo and it just says Merry Christmas. Now, not all of them say Jesus is the answer. So if you don't get one like that, just write it on with little black ink. (laughs) Because those are the ones (laughs) that were extras that didn't have it. But for me... For me, that's how God says, I love you. I'll I'll cover you. I'll take care of you because I know your heart. God knows your heart. He loves you. He loves you, Jennifer. And he's going to make a way for all of us. You know, uh, sometimes things don't work out the way we want them to. But in heaven, it's all working. Amen? And he can get it to you. Let's stand today. Father, I thank you for every person here. I do want to pray for you today because um, the enemy is looking for people. The enemy is searching. uh, He's always been searching to destroy the truth of the word of God because he knows that that's what defeated him, the word, the word made flesh, uh, the power of God, the love of God. When it came, you know, it says uh, overcome evil with good. I'm convinced that that's really love. Because it says Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. That's what love does. It just, it just clears the state. So if you bow your heads, I just want to pray for you today. Uh, Father, I thank you for every person here today. I thank you for the love of God. I thank you, Lord, that the love of God goes beyond things that we've done, good or bad. It, just, it is just there all the time for us. And I pray for every person here today. You may be here today and you've struggled with your own uh, things that maybe you know you've failed in or you've not measured up to. 
today's a day for that to be gone from your life. God doesn't want you vulnerable. When you think on those.